And this episode of the Disney Dads podcast is brought to you as a courtesy from our Patreon supporters. They support the show so you don't have to listen to commercials other than maybe some of that amazing um, that amazing travel agent. What was his name? Uh, Justin, over and away with me travel. Of course, of course we need to talk about him a little bit. But other than that, you're not getting any commercials, guys. And that's because of those guys. Now listen, I might be a little biased here, but when I say that they support the show, they also get free content and a lot of shenanigans happens over on the Patreon side. And when I say, eh, we have some fun, Guys, I mean, we have a lot of fun, so maybe consider joining them. If not, let's give them at least a round of applause and say thank you for a commercial-free, amazing show. Round one was over. (laughs) Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen... Start your engines! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and guys, I can't believe it, after 230 episodes, actually more than that, because we've done Walking with Walt, we've done Disney 8, we did some Universal shows, all that fun stuff, so over 300 episodes total. Guys, tonight, I am not joined by two, three, four of the guys. I am here by myself. It is just me and you talking about Disney, one of our favorite subjects, and this is definitely a unique situation because Dave is working, Mike is getting the keys to his new house, congratulations buddy, so, so excited for you and the family. You know, it's a big move, uh, living in New York forever and, and now a South Carolinian resident. He is my neighbor just up the street from me, about an hour and a half, and uh, I'm actually going to get to see Mike on, let's see, this show will drop for patron on Wednesday, uh, just for reference, it's Tuesday night right now. Um, drop for patron on Wednesday, and then regular show will drop on Thursday. So Friday, I will be having lunch with my good buddy Mike and seeing his brand new house. So I'm super excited to see him. And then Joe uh, was in Orlando, and he is just absolutely bogged down with work as well. So I said, you know what, guys? Don't worry. I got my DDP family. And them and I are going to sit and we're going to talk about some Disney stuff. Now, here's the thing. Before we get into tonight's topic, because it is one of my favorite things about Disney is tonight's topic. And it came to mind whenever I was watching these amazing videos and pictures by one of our uh, DDP family members on their vacation. But I'll get to that. I want to talk for just a minute with you all about these crazy people in Walt Disney World that are jumping over barriers and going into locations. Look, we all kind of famously laughed and joked about the guy who climbed, uh, you know, the the pyramid in Mexico. And we saw that people have sometimes jumped into pool or into the lakes and, and stuff like that when they don't need to be there. This guy in Epcot, I don't know if you guys saw it. I think it was yesterday. He jumped a barrier in Epcot to go to a, location that he was not supposed to be in to have a cigarette 
And I just wonder, how crazy are these people that they will give up being able to go to the happiest place on earth for the rest of their lives for a cigarette? I can't imagine. You know, it's funny because if I think whenever I list like the worst things that can happen, take away, you know, like losing a family member, stuff like that. But the worst things that could happen for me would be take away my passport because I can't sail. I can't leave the country. I can't do all those fun things. I can't see the world. And that's one of the things that I love to do. Take away my passport. Take away my access to Disney would be right up there. Like if something happened weird to where Disney said you're no longer welcome on property, I, I don't know what I would do. I would be so upset. So I just don't understand these people that take these chances. And then, you know what? Right now, it may look like it's a, uh, it's a good idea. But 15, 20 years down the road, when you want to be in the Magic Kingdom, eating a Mickey bar and enjoying uh, hanging out with the Fab Five and all, the, all, the, all our buddies, you're not going to be able to be there. So, look, people, just let's stay within the rules. Enjoy Disney as it is. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of fun pictures coming out uh, of the group this week. That's going to be the fun part about doing this show by myself this week is I can pick as many picks as a week as I want. I don't have to worry about stealing the other guys. Uh, so I'm, I'm really, really excited to be here with you. And when I found out, I had a different topic planned for tonight, but I wanted the guys to be in on that one. That's one of those where if, if we were doing the topic I had planned and you had to listen to just me, you would turn your, your radios off right away. You would turn them off. You'd be like, I can't do this. This is too much. And so I started thinking, if I'm going to do a show by myself after over four years, I want to do a topic that I love and that I'm passionate about. And what do I love? You've been listening to us for, for a long time. What do I love and am I passionate about more than anything within the Disney company? And right now you're probably screaming it. It's Disney Cruises. For me, I've said it multiple times. I think Disney Cruises are Disney at their absolute best. Being able to experience the Disney culture and the Disney way of life and the Disney service and the cast members and the crew members and being able to experience that while on board a ship seeing different parts of the world is, for me, one of the best things that any Disney fan can do. I, I talk to so many people. You know, I booked a lot of Disney vacations this week. A lot of people are wanting to get down to the parks. And I've got some people that are going on their first cruise, and I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for them because I just think once you do it, it will become something you'll want to do each and every year. We started sailing with, I was looking at my, my Disney cruise, uh, line profile today because I'm getting the itch to get back on board. You know, we have our Royal Caribbean cruise coming up, the DDP trip that is July the 11th through the 15th. And, um, I was getting on Royal Caribbean and kind of looking at booking some of the dining packages and the drink packages and stuff like that. And then it led me to Disney Cruise. And the reason it led me to Disney Cruise was our good buddy, Dan Rossi, is on a Disney Cruise right now. And he's sending pictures of him sitting at Castaway. And I just thought, I've got to go on one. I've got to get back on board. We started sailing with Disney Cruise Line in 2013. Uh, it was just Katie and I. Riley at the time was only one. She may be like 18 months, something like that. But we started sailing 2013. And once we did it, we were hooked. I mean, our last sailing was July of 2019, pre-COVID. That was the DDP cruise. 
And that one put us at 11 Disney cruises in six years. 11. Why? Because we love them. Now, here's the cool part with Disney cruises. We've been able to see destinations around the world that we would never, ever be able to see otherwise in a short span. For example, when we did the the transatlantic cruise and we left Florida and ended in Dover, England, you know, went five days across the northern Atlantic with 30-foot swells, most insane weather I've ever seen. They had to shut the pool down. You know, water's freezing on the banisters. It, it, it was insane. But such a cool experience, you know, to have Riley there. Riley, I think, was, oh, what was she? She was three or four at the time. And for her to experience that. Now, does she remember it? No, not really. But still, we do. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, even if you have young kids, they might not remember those times. But you will. And that's what it's all about. And then going to see in the Southern Caribbean, you know, going out of Puerto Rico um, on the Disney Wonder and going south to some of those islands that we've, we've never been to before. Uh, coolest cruise I've ever done, going through the Panama Canal. We were the first passenger vessel to go through the new locks of the canal. Uh, and what a great experience. It was actually on my birthday. And what a great experience to, to, to be able to go through those locks and show Riley how they work and why we have it. And what they had to do before the canal was was built. I took on a... This doesn't really have anything to do with the show, but I took on a venture on that that cruise that I was going to read. I like to read. I read quite a bit. But I decided on that cruise I was going to read um, this book about the history of the Panama Canal. And so I bought it on Amazon before we left, and I got it. I still have it here at the house somewhere. I'm looking at my bookshelf, and I don't see it off the top of my head. But I've got it here somewhere. And I get the thing, and the thing's like 700 pages. I made it through like 200, but it's hard, man, when you're on a Disney cruise because there's so much to do. There's so much to do that it's hard to sit down and, and just say, I'm just going to finish a 700-page book. Um, so I, got, I made it through part of it, and I learned quite a bit about the history and why we did it. But anyway, that's something that I, I don't know if I'll ever experience it again, but I was able to with Disney Cruise Line. And then, you know, starting in Florida, went through the Panama Canal, ended in San Diego, and then we drove up and went to Disneyland. Disney Cruise Line just provides those opportunities to see these parts of the world that I think are so incredible. And to be able to do it surrounded by your family, your friends, and then the Disney customer service, the Disney brand. You know, talking about friends, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, you know, all of our buddies there doing, doing character meet and greets. That's what makes it different. Yeah, there's other cruise lines that are good, but it's 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 Disney difference with Disney Cruise Line. Um, so the reason I bring this up is it's been a while. So now that I'm seeing Dan and Katie came into me today and she goes, yeah, we need to cruise. So we're already planning the next one uh, that we're going to book probably pretty soon. We'll probably sail before the DDP cruise on Royal um, just because we're wanting to get back on. But anyway, when I saw Dan's picture of him at Castaway today, I instantly knew what my topic was going to be. And I want to look at the greatest private island out there, Castaway Key. Now, let me preempt this with, I've only been on one other cruise line. You know, I have Royal coming up with the DDP trip. If you've not booked that yet, get on it now. Man, we've got some amazing, amazing people sailing. Um, I was just talking with Jamie today. And we were going through the people that, oh my gosh, we're going to have so much fun. That's a not miss uh, cruise. And look, I've talked to people who didn't go 
in 2019, and they had serious FOMO. Like they they saw the pictures, heard the stories, and they had serious serious FOMO. They wanted to be with us. So don't don't let that happen. If you're thinking about it, get a hold of us. Uh, show at awaywithmetravel.com or reach out uh, Justin at awaywithmetravel.com, and that way we can get you those quotes. It's super affordable, guys. Like super affordable. When you think of a cruise, it's all your food. I mean, it's it's it, your entertainment. Like it's all there, and it's super affordable. So get a hold of us. We'd love to see you on board. But anyway, back to Disney. When I saw Dan's pictures on Castaway, I just thought I, I miss that place so much, and I wonder if a lot of people know about the history of Castaway Key and what's available to you on the island once you're there. And so tonight I thought we would do a Disney Dads in depth on Castaway Key. We'll look a little bit about the history of the island. We'll look a little bit about, you know, maybe what happened to the island before Disney got their hands on it. And we'll look at what's available if you were to sail Disney Cruise Line once you're on board. And later in the episode... I have uh, managed to book a guest uh, that'll be joining me, and they are a Disney Cruise Line expert as well. They know the cruise line inside and out and have experiences that I haven't had uh, on the cruise line, so they'll be coming on just for a quick segment uh, to chat about that. So look forward to that here in just a little bit. But let's talk Disney Cruise Line, and let's talk Castaway Key. Castaway uh, is an island that Disney acquired in 1998. So up until then, Disney did not have a private island. And a lot of people don't realize the fact that Disney does not actually own Castaway Key. Disney uh, took the island from a lease from the Bahamas. It was a 99-year lease that they did in 1997. So Disney does not actually own the island. That is uh, something that a lot of people don't really realize. And I think a lot of people, too, don't realize that Castaway Key is not the original name for the island. The original name of the island was Gorda Key, or Gorda Key. And then it was changed to Castaway once, once Disney acquired it. I think it sounds better. I think Castaway Key sounds much better. And a lot of people say K, even though it's spelled C-A-Y, it's Key. So it's Castaway Key. I think that it sounds much better than Gorda Key. Like, Gorda Key, to me, makes me think of probably what I feel like and and probably look like whenever I have finished a cruise, Disney cruise, because I've eaten so much food. I feel very Gorda right now. Man, after that big meal, I'm feeling Gorda. That's kind of where I feel. So I, I'm glad they changed it. But anyway, Castaway is a part of the Abaco Islands. So the Abaco Islands are 180 miles south of the Florida coast. So not too far away. It's a perfect location for Disney Cruise Line. And uh, the islands, are they're pretty big. They span about 120 miles, uh, a huge, huge chain of islands, which makes it uh, a really, really good destination for them to be able to dock their ships. So let's talk a little bit about the people who came before me and you as Disney guests on these amazing cruise ships. Let's talk a little bit about the original settlers. The original settlers arrived in 1783, and they were actually European settlers that were loyalists still to the British crown who were trying to escape the American Revolution happening at the time. So they left the United States, and they came and found Gorda Key. Now, 
it had a lot of great things going for it because there you were able to to grow a lot of food. The lush lush environment and the lush landscape uh, provided a lot of security, and they were actually able to make a small village on the islands, and and it really really worked really well for a short period of time. Now you're asking. Well, why would they ever leave? They're at the most beautiful place on Earth. I mean, crystal blue waters, perfect weather. Why would they ever leave? I don't know that they had a chance, a choice. They had to leave because the one thing we all think of when we think of the Caribbean is what? Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Captain Jack Sparrow, although you can see him on the island, he's definitely there. You can get those photos with him whenever you're walking off the ship. He wasn't exactly the pirates that were in those waters in the 1700s. So the locals at the time at Gorda Key, I think, were forced out of their of their homes because of piracy um, in the water. And so it makes me wonder how in the world would we know if pirates were there? Well, back in the 1950s, some treasure hunters actually found this massive uh, thing of silver and, and gold coins. And they were actually identified belonging to King Philip IV of Spain. So the one thing about the island was because of its dense, lush, tropical uh, uh, environment, it made a perfect spot for these pirates to hide and sabotage ships. There was a shipping lane that was just north of the island um, back in the 1700s. And so the pirates were able to go and they were able to commandeer ships and, and then bring the loot back to Gorda Key and, and, and you know, kind of make that island their sanctuary. Now... Here's the thing. Not all pirates wear hats. And uh, do pirates wear capes? Was there ever a pirate that wore a cape? Because I wanted to say a cape. I don't think there's ever been like the caped pirate. Maybe. No. I, I keep thinking of, um, what was that movie? The Three Musketeers? Like wearing a cape like that maybe? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, not all pirates wear capes, guys. <laughs> I don't think any pirates wear capes. So they don't. they don't have swords. There's lots of pirates that use a pen to take over and commandeer things. And whenever you look at the next person who kind of took over the island, his name was Alvin Tucker. And he was a very, very successful, legitimate businessman. And while he was in his plane, he was flying over the islands, he saw this beautiful landscape. And he thought it is the perfect investment into what he was at the time uh, buying up were islands in the Bahamas. And so he bought the island. Uh, in the 1960s, and he purchased 150 acres of Gordicay. So, and he went on to make tons and tons of real estate investments in, in the Bahamas. So, this guy was a legit entrepreneur, legit investor that he would be able to uh, buy at these islands and then hopefully at some point bring tourists to the island. Now, there was a huge issue though. And for those of you who have ever run the 5K on Castaway, you will know how he solved this issue. The only issue was that you could only get to the island by boat. Can't drive, and you can't fly because there's no airport. So Alvin said, you know what? If we're going to own this and we're going to develop it, we need to build an airstrip. So he builds a 2,400-foot uh, runway for the island, which is still there. For those of you who have been there, you've seen the runway. You've ran on it. You've, uh, if you're going out to the adult only beach, you've, you've been in the trams on it. Um, if you've ridden a bike, uh, out there, then you've, you've ridden your bike on it. 
it still sits there to that day. This changed the game for the island. Because now they opened up so many possibilities for them to develop the land. Because now they can bring in goods. They can bring in services. Um, they don't have to ship everything in. And look, before Disney gets this, there's no port to pull into. This is not this this didn't exist at the time. Disney added that at a later later date, you know, whenever they they acquired the island. So there's not a huge port for these ships to come dock, bring goods, all that kind of stuff. So it really is a logistical nightmare to try to bring things to the island. So he builds the the airstrip, it completely changes the game. Like I said, it's still there. Um, Dave is, he knows it very well. Dave was one of the people who helped think up the Castaway 5K. And I think that's literally, he has it tattooed somewhere on him that he, it was his idea. And so anyway, it's still there. You can check it out. But the problem was this. Just like I said, not all pirates use a sword or have a big hat or have a ship. A pirate came in and took over this island. After this legitimate businessman comes in, Alvin buys the island. Of course, he can't be there all the time. You have a guy that comes in that, uh, let's just say, did not have the best idea of what to do with the island, and that was drug smugglers. So, as you know, smuggling drugs into the United States through the Florida ports and, and all that, you know, a lot of times you need a middle place to do it. You know, we've all watched uh, Narcos, right? I just got back into, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, Ozark. If you have not watched Ozark, it's so good. So watch Ozark. But drug smugglers found the island. The fact that it had a runway made it extremely easy for them. And so drug traffickers came in, and they completely took over Gorda Kay. And there was nothing that Alvin Tucker could do about it. So he said, you know what? I wipe my hands of it. I'm going to sell it. He sells it to a private company called Leisure Club Limited. And the company was actually backed by a guy named Frank Barber. Now, who's Frank Barber? Frank Barber is a known drug smuggler. So he thought that he would use the island for tourism as well as running his drug operation. And he had plans to build a hotel on the island. He kind of did what Disney wanted to do. But the problem was this. When you do bad things, guys, when you do bad things, kids, listen, always do the right thing. You're eventually going to get caught. So in 1982, our poor buddy Frank Barber, it all comes crashing down. And on the island, the beautiful Castaway Key and Gorda Key, they found $100 million worth of cocaine the police raided. So they came in. They arrested uh, uh, Frank. He's gone. And now the island is back up for grabs. Fast forward a decade later, a little over a decade, Disney is now, you know, getting into the, the, the cruise game. They're wanting their, you know, having their own ships. They need a private island to sail to. So what do they do? They go searching, a lot like Walt Disney did when he wanted to do the Florida Project. They jump in a plane, and they start flying around. And they start looking and looking and looking and they find this beautiful island that already has a runway on it, already has some infrastructure built. And Disney says, oh my gosh, jackpot. Fantastic. That's our, That's it. That's the one. And they said the only thing wrong with it is the name, Gorda Kate. It's horrible. What are we doing? We need to change that. So Disney goes in, and they actually go to the Bohemian government, and they say, listen, we would like to 
kind of take over this island. And the Bahamas say, yes, please, we would love that. And Disney says, okay, let's do a 99-year lease. We will take care of it. We'll build the infrastructure. We will dredge and, and make it to where uh, we can bring these cruise ships in. So Disney gets super smart, and you start to see this now with other cruise lines. perfect example is Royal Caribbean. When they have the perfect day at Coco Key, that you can now pull pull up right there. Disney did not want their cruise ships and their passengers to have to tender onto the island. They really wanted the guests to be able to walk straight off the ship, straight on the island. Now, let me tell you, someone who cruises a lot has been a castaway quite a few times. This is unbelievably nice because you can get off in the morning. You can go run the 5K. You can grab some chairs. Then you can go back, take a shower, maybe rest for an hour, get out of the hot sun, go back and eat uh, lunch on the cruise ship if you don't want the lunch there at Castaway, which I don't know why you wouldn't. It's fantastic. But you can go back, pick up something. You know how many times? This is the worst. How many times we've gotten off the ship, especially when Riley was little, gotten over, gotten our chair, and then Katie looks and goes, we forgot her floaties, or we forgot sunscreen. Or we forgot this or that or, or sunglasses. And then I make the trek all the way back over to the cruise ship to get. But the thing is, I can do it. If I'm having to tender back and forth, it's just impossible. I mean, you can do it, but it takes infinitely longer. It's more of a pain. You have to wait for the tender to get there. This, on and off. Boom. Through security, back on the ship, get what I need, back off, you know, uh, scan my key of the world, and off I go. This was unbelievably smart of Disney to do. But here's the thing. It wasn't easy. They had to build a 1,700-foot channel, 35-foot deep, and 200 to 400 feet wide to make sure that they could get these behemoth ships, these massive cruise ships, docked at Castaway Key. It cost them about $25 million. It took them about eight months. It really was a an endeavor, but it's paid off infinitely. And also look, there's nothing better. It's like a postcard. It's, it's, it's advertising at its best. Look, it worked on me, Dan walking today. You see the cruise ship behind him. He's on castaway, just this beautiful scenery. And my wife and I, not even talking, both were like, we need to, we need to go on another Disney cruise like now, like we need to book now. It's amazing. It's so picturesque. I've taken my phone out into the water to get the perfect picture of the cruise ship when it's docked. Also, I book, when I when I do a veranda room, I always make sure to book the starboard side because they back in at Castaway. And so that way I'm overlooking the island. Little That's a little tip, little tip and trick for, for those of you. Um, but the, look, there are fantastic advantages to Castaway Key and all the work that Disney has done to this island. Now here's the thing, Disney does nothing without a story attached to it. So Disney has a backstory for Castaway. And here it is. It says, Three explorers set sail to the scattered islands of the Bahamas in search of fame and fortune. They brought along their families and a diverse crew. Through mid mild mishap and extreme good fortune, they located the objects of their desire, sunken treasures, and the secret of youth. Though Castaway on this island, they had no desire to leave due to the breathtaking beauty of this tropical paradise. Visitors to this island can still see the original structures built by the explorers and take part in many of the same pleasures 
our castaways enjoyed years ago. Disney Cruise Line welcomes you to the island paradise of your dreams, Castaway Key. It's perfect. Now, there are people that live on the island. If you talk, there are some locals. They take care of everything. They make sure it's all set up because you got to think, look, when 2,000 people, if, if you're on the magic or the wonder, or 3,000 people, if you're on the dream or the fantasy or the soon-to-be wish, are all coming in one time to an island, bringing their stuff, you know, enjoying the day, not everyone picks up after themselves. I love my wife. She's pretty good about it whenever we're outside the house. But look, there's going to be trash. There's going to be towels left. There's going to be all that, all that kind of stuff. So you got to have someone there to flip the island because the next day you may have another cruise ship coming in. You know, the magic may be there one day. The dream might be there the next. It really is an amazing... I've always been amazed at Disney Cruise Line's ability to turn a ship around or to turn the island around. And what I mean by turn it around is I've always been amazed that people will disembark the ship at, let's say, no later than 8.30 a.m. And by 1.30 p.m., I'm in my room, and it's immaculately clean. But even better than that, even more so than that, at 11 a.m., 11.15, I'm, I'm on the ship eating lunch. Are you kidding me? I send Riley in to clean her room. Small little room. I send her in to clean her room. 17 hours later, I walk in, and I'm like, wait, what happened? Did you do anything? Somehow it looks worse. It's, a, it's an amazing achievement that they're able to do that. And I think people really need to appreciate the hard work that goes into it. But same with the island. Thing is, we get to see our stateroom stewards, and we get to see the people working on, on the ship. We get to kind of get to know them. That's the one thing I'm kind of bummed about with COVID and sailing Disney Cruise Line is we had a lot of close friends that worked on the cruise ship. You know, because we've done multiple sailings and we got to know people. And I'm worried that when we go back, those people won't be there. And we always looked forward to running into people, you know, whether it be the DVC reps or whether it be some of the stateroom stewards or whether it be certain servers. I mean, Nuno, Apollo, that's, that's, my, that's my guy. Still on my refrigerator downstairs, I have the recipe for the strawberry soup. And for those of you who have cruised Disney a lot and, you know, it's not on the menu anymore, you can sometimes ask for it and the chef will take care of it for you, Apollo. Um, you'll know the strawberry soup is, is famous. So good. And for those of you who have not sailed, you're probably going, strawberry soup, what in the world? It's delicious. It's refreshing. It's perfect. Looks easy to make. He gave it to me like four years ago. I still have not tried. So I need to post that so you guys can maybe someone can take, take a crack at it and, uh, and, and let me know how it goes. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried that we're not going to see those friendly, I mean, we're going to see friendly faces, but the familiar friendly faces that we're used to. And I, I, I really hope that, that, you know, they're still there or, or, you know, people can, maybe we'll see a couple and they can say, Hey, so-and-so's on this ship now or here because they are, they're what makes the difference. We've always said that Disney cast members make the difference. And yes, the cruise ship's beautiful. Yes. There's activities. Yes. Castaway's amazing, but it's the, it's the, it's the cast. It's the crew that makes the difference in why Disney is a step above with their cruise line than other cruise lines. So, with that said, 
I really appreciate the hard work they do to turn this island around. It's it, it it's it's amazing. You can hear my you can hear Dash. See, I got Dash, my dog. He's uh he's recording with me tonight. He's actually wearing the cone of shame right now, so I feel bad. I think he's he's kind of down in the dumps because he's he's needed. Um, the one thing about this um island that I I wish I had seen. I we didn't quite start sailing yet. Was in two thousand six. The Flying Dutchman, you know, from, from the Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, they brought it to Castaway. And it, it sat there for about four years um, in, in, the, in the water. And, man, just that picture and being able to have that as a backdrop, so cool. In 2010, uh, it was removed. It's rumored that they took it and um, to another part of the island and actually dismantled it, which I don't know why you would do that. You would think you could repurpose it as like a backdrop for a meet and greet or even like make it a cool quick service on the island or something like that. I don't know. We're not good at getting rid of stuff anyways. So I just I would have a hard time working at Disney. I'd be like, no, 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 no. We're gonna keep that forever too. They'd be like, Justin, you gotta get rid of something, man. We gotta, you know, we gotta move stuff along. I'd be like, ah, I don't I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna do that. So anyway, that's one thing I missed. I wish I had been able to see that, but there is some amazing, amazing, amazing things to see when you're on the island. I mean, amazing things. So let's go through it a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Castaway, and let's talk a little bit about maybe what you should be looking for if you've never been to the island. Or if you've been to the island, maybe you've missed some of this stuff. Maybe, you know, you've been in a hurry, you wanted to get your chair, uh, you, didn't, you didn't explore the island the way it should be explored. And I really think, man, there's some really good nooks and crannies that you could get into uh, with this island. Starting at, starting at the first part of the day, look, you guys know I'm not a morning person, okay? I'm just not. I'm an, I'm late. It's 11.45 p.m. right now, and I'm recording. Why? Because I'd rather do it now than in the morning, and because this is more fun for me. So I'm not a morning person, except when I'm at Castaway Key. Castaway Key, I am up and ready to roll off that ship the second that they say, yes, you can disembark. You are good to go. When they make that announcement and people start disembarking, buddy, I'm right there. Smile on face. I'm heading onto the island. I'm ready to rock and roll. Have a great day. Because even though I've been there, look, when we go to Nassau, I don't get off the ship. There's only one time or one place I go to every now and then. There's a cool little spot in Nassau. I couldn't even explain to you how to get there. Because it's down a, it's down an alleyway. Um, it looks super sketchy. You go down this alley, and then you have to go upstairs of this super sketchy building. But there's a rooftop, kind of hole-in-the-wall dive bar restaurant. And they have the best conch fritters. And it's just fantastic. It's really, really great. They have Wi-Fi there, so you can go get some Wi-Fi. Um, but anyway, I'm off the ship, man, right there. Now, a lot of people, I always walk. I think the path, the path is super easy to follow. It is beautifully done. It also gives you some fantastic opportunities to take selfies or pictures or do videos of the ship. You know, you're up close to it. You're right there. It's got a beautiful backdrop, crystal blue waters. I normally walk. The walk is about 10 minutes, probably 10 minutes to get to, uh, like Scuttles Cove, Pelican Point area, the family beaches right there. But it's an easy walk. It, it really is. It, it's nice. But if you don't want to walk it, you don't have to. Disney, 
is doing something they should be doing in the parks right now, uh, which I know they've kind of said they're bringing some of it back. Uh, they have trams running. And that needs to happen, especially, I know they're running some at Magic Kingdom. I was just at Magic Kingdom and I drove, which I never do. And the trams were very, 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 very few and far between. Like, I parked, started walking, and I was in a back, like, far off lot. Started walking, didn't see a tram, didn't see a tram, didn't see a tram. Got to TTA, um, TTC, and boom, saw the first tram. Then I went in, took the boat over, came out that day, got ready to walk back to my car, walked, 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 no tram. That's not like that at Castaway. They have trams running constantly. About every, I would say, five to seven minutes you can get a tram uh, from the cruise ship to like the Pelican Point, the family beach area, which you'll disembark there. Now from there, look, you got to walk. You got to go find your chair. You got to go do all that stuff. So there are two ways to get to the main portion of the island. That is either by walking or by doing the tram. And uh, look, either way is great. You can't go wrong either way. It picks up right there at the cargo handling, uh, really close to the ship, and it'll drop you off over by the family beaches near Pelican Point. Now, here's the thing. I love that Disney does this. You don't have to worry about towels. When you get off the ship, there is someone right there giving you as many towels as you need. You say, I need four. Because I like, when I sit in a beach chair, I like to have one on my back, like, you know, like kind of draped over the back, and then one near my butt, you know. I like the whole beach chair to be covered. And so I always like the two, the two towel look. Katie goes with the one. But anyway, I, 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 you can't go wrong. You have your towels. You're going to embrace the fun. Um, now, there is an adult-only beach called Serenity Bay. Serenity Bay is incredible. It's beautiful. It is very serene. It's very quiet, which makes it very nice. Because you can get away and have some quiet spots. But we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I do want to tell you, if you are doing the tram or you're walking from, from the boat to the family beach area, you will need to take the tram from there, from that family beach area at Pelican Point, to Serenity Bay. I have walked that. I've ran it. You do the 5K, you run it. I have walked that, and it is a hike. I mean, it's it's a hike. So I really recommend you doing the tram if you're going to the adult only beaches, and and you have to kind of you have to kind of catch it right there at the at the the Pelican Point. So you've got two different trams. I mean, if you want to walk it, you can. That's where you're going to see the the airstrip we just talked about, because that airstrip was what leads you to Serenity Bay. The beach out there. Now, another thing about the beaches, and something I love, is there is no um, way that they're going to ever run. I've never seen so many beach chairs and umbrellas on one beach in my entire life. I mean, they're everywhere. So here's the thing. I don't want you to stress. I don't want you to have to do what I do and get up super early if you don't want to. Stay on the ship. You're going to be able to get off at 11, 12, come eat lunch, and still find a chair for you and the family. It's not going to be an issue. There are so many there. And here's the best part, guys. It's free. They're free. You go to some islands. I remember we went, oh, man, I can't remember. All the islands kind of run together. Um, but we did we did an excursion one time. 
And we got to the beach part of the excursion, and the guys were like, I sat on a chair, and the guy came over, and he's like, that's $30 per chair. I'm like, what? There's like a ton of them. He's like, yeah, $30. I'm like, get out of here. Come on, man, 30 bucks. So then I just literally sat in to, you know, I, I got I got all upset and mad and all that. So I had to just sit, just sat in the sand right next to it. I'm like, yeah, try to sell it now. No one wants to sit here next to me. So anyway, that's how I, I sometimes I get pouty. And I was a little pouty that day. Katie tells me I'm silly, but I think we all get that way sometimes. But there's tons of them and they're free, completely free, which is amazing. We talked a little bit about the beaches. All right, so there's two there's two beaches at Castaway. So there's two family beaches. Um, they're kind of separated by a divider that has uh, a little bar at the end, and and it's a really cool spot to take selfies too. A couple of our, I think my profile picture on Facebook for a while was a picture of me, Katie, and Rye out at that point. Um, but you can go to either side. I kind of recommend going to the far family beach. Um, especially if you have maybe a little bit older kids that you, it's okay to walk that far. Um, so like that. let me talk real quick too, before I forget about a lot of people say, listen, my the grandparents or, or my spouse or, you know, or I, you know, in, in particular have some mobility issues. Like, I, I, you know, even getting from the tram to like a chair, maybe some issues guys, there's, there's, um, wheelchairs that are kind of, the beach wheelchairs with the big, big wheels, they're right there. And they're complimentary for you to use. I mean, you can take them and look, I recommend bringing them back. You know, I wouldn't take it and then just leave it by my chair. I would bring it back. Also, there's some uh, wagons that you can use if you have too much stuff. I mean, they've thought of everything for families like mine that we look like we're moving into Castaway. Like we look like, oh, when, when we come on Castaway, buddy, get ready. We look like we've packed the family truckster and here we come and we are on castaway for the next, I would say six to eight months because we want all of our stuff. Beach toys, which they have beach toys there too for the kids already on the island that you can use, but we like to bring our own snorkel gear. You can rent snorkel gear there on the island, but we like to bring our own, uh, you know, our bags. Here's the best part. Normally, I'll buy a cooler by the pool, um, and with the cooler, it comes with like five beers in it. So normally, I will stock my cooler, and that's with me heading onto the island. Now, there are bars open on the island all over the place, so you can get those amazing frozen frozen drinks, strawberry daiquiris, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there's also, you can get non-alcoholic smoothies. There's a non-alcoholic smoothie bar. Katie loves it. That's her spot. She always likes to get it in the coconut. It's not, the, it's not a real coconut. It's like plastic. But she loves that. That's her jam. Non-alcoholic, strawberry daiquiri, sitting down, reading a book, all that good stuff. So I recommend going down where the Pelican Plunge water slides are. If you have older kids, if you have the younger kids, I'd do the first beach. Because you're closer to Scuttles Cove, which we'll chat about. Um, the the in-water play area is a little more dedicated to the younger kids on that side than the water slides that Pelican's Plunge are. So I kind of recommend doing that first beach. But the second family beach, that's where you can have a ton of fun too. Um, because I mentioned it, that's where the Pelican Plunge water slides are. Now, what are the Pelican Plunge water slides? Pretty much it is a platform 
built in the middle of the ocean, middle of the water. You swim out to it. You will climb up uh, onto this platform. It has a water feature that kind of dumps water on you. And then you will, in turn, climb the stairs, and you can go down these slides that are side by side, and you come out into the ocean. Here's the thing that you got to realize, though. It's deep. The water there is deep. So if you're not a very strong swimmer, I highly recommend getting a life jacket, which is available on the island. Complimentary. Doesn't cost anything. You can just walk up and grab one. Because it kind of takes you away when you come out of that dark tunnel and you drop off, you know, a good little three-foot drop straight into the ocean and you don't touch ground at all. So, but man, it's just so much, so much fun. Now, something else you can do if you just want to kind of sit back, relax, you can rent floats. You can rent inner tubes. They're all there on Castaway for you. Those do cost an additional uh, amount. You can also book those before your cruise. So if you want to kind of have everything prepaid, you can do it. But you don't have to. And I, you don't have to worry about them running out. Once you get on the island, you see how many they have. They're never running out of inner tubes or floats. It's just not happening. You can also book, like I talked about, your snorkel gear. But you can also bring your own. Um, but you can do all that day of. You don't have to do it before. And look, I really, really, really recommend doing snorkeling at Castaway. It's a different experience. I mean, not only, uh, look, you've got to bring an underwater camera, GoPro, you know, whether or not you're using your iPhone, if it's waterproof, whatever you've got, bring an underwater camera because you've got some really great things to see under the water. So, like I said, go over, rent your stuff, gills, fins, and boats. You can rent your snorkel gear if you didn't bring it. Um, you do have to wear a vest. So, you don't, it, it, it's an inflatable vest. It's like the yellow ones. I'm sure you guys have seen them where you can either let air in or out. You know, you got and blow, blow into it and it'll kind of put some air. It just helps. That way you're not really working to swim out to see all this stuff. And uh, so I, I blow it up a little bit just so I can kind of float and, and head down in the water. Because under the water, guys, there is amazing, amazing stuff you wouldn't expect. Mickey statue, mini statue. Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea submarine ride from the Magic Kingdom. Um, lots and lots of stuff. Now, let me give you another little tip and trick, okay? I always hear people say, I want to see the statues under the water, and then they're swimming all over this huge lagoon, right? Massive lagoons, 22 acres of snorkeling area kind of blocked off in here. And I'm like, what? where are they going? If you look out, there are buoys on top of the water. Each of those buoys are one thing that you can see under the water. So make sure to uh, make sure to also make sure to some have someone put sunscreen on your back. Okay, I made that mistake one time snorkeling, and I, I'll never do it again. I thought oh, I'll just spray some sunscreen. You know, we spray sunscreen, you're never getting it fully on there. And I completely <laughs> my back there was like one huge red strip just right down the middle. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So now I'm like Katie SPF. 75 this stuff all right let's go i gotta keep this back nice and healthy um so yeah go out snorkel do all that fun stuff it really is great those family beaches allow for fun in the sand fun in the surf you can go out and and snorkel you can go out and do water slides you can go out and play on the other place structure which is kind of like a rope bridge and stuff you can swing on into the water stuff like that so go on do that here's the here's another great thing guys everywhere at castaway except for the adult beach 
but all, both family beaches have lifeguards. So there's lifeguards there to maintain safety in the water, which for me, look, I'm a very conscientious parent, especially around pools and things like that. Riley is almost 10 now. She's a pretty solid swimmer. I mean, she's like a little fish. But even with that, man, I'm still kind of checking in, checking back, doing all that. Um, but just to know and to have that sense of security that there is someone else doing the same makes me feel better, makes me feel a lot better. So I, I we really enjoy our time on the family beach. But here's the thing. Sometimes mom and dad need to get away from the kids. Kids, we love you. We love you. You're the best. You're the best. But sometimes mom and dads need a chill time to go and rest and relax at Serenity Bay. Now, Serenity Bay is the adult-only beach we talked about earlier. It's it's um, 18 and over, so you have to be over 18. And here's a little tip and trick. If you want to do lunch there, there's actually steaks there. Not steaks on the family beach. No, no, no. Save that for the adults. So, kids, sorry. Once you're 18, you can have some steak. Um, but up until then, it's just not happening. But a lot of people are saying, well, you know what? I don't know how I would ever get to Serenity Bay because I have a young child, maybe four or five-year-old, and I can't just leave them alone. When we found Disney Cruise Line, Riley was, oh, I want to say, like I said, maybe like 12 to 18 months. She was in that span. And so I'm sitting there, and we get on board. Katie and I had already done one, and I take Riley to the nursery. Nursery takes care of kids zero to three and it's a paid service you got to pay for it you got to schedule it in advance and do all that kind of stuff now once they hit that magic number at three now you got the kids clubs on board oceaneer club oceaneer lab three to ten have to be potty trained uh they can go oceaneer club oceaneer lab which is the best but what happens when you're on castaway well you've got scuttles cove which they pretty much take the Oceaneers Club, and they bring it to the beach. It is a secure location. So for all those parents that are going, Justin, I'm not leaving my kid on some island with people I don't know and go off and party and eat steak and have cocktails and all that. It's the same counselors as on board. And also it's a secure location. They check in, they check out. All the kids wear a band that you will get at the start of the cruise. The band has kind of like tracking software, you know, in it. They can see where the kids are whenever they scan in. So if you want to come check on your kids, they'll say, oh, he, uh, Riley's in this room. Or if you're on Castaway, oh, Riley's up by the play structure. And you'll be able to get your kid. Now, she loved Scuttle's Cove. I'm a little bit bummed that she's about to be aged out of it because after, when she turns 11, she's done with Scuttle's Cove. She can then go to the... To the teenage stuff, you know, but she's 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 aged out of Scuttle's Cove. Um, but she loved it, man. She would go in there, and she would play and play and play, and then let Katie go, and i go enjoy Serenity Bay. Now, Disney Cruise Line's gotten better in the fact that they now, you can use your Wave Phone on the island. So a Wave Phone, for no one who people haven't sailed Disney Cruise Line before, is a phone that will be in your stateroom. There's two of them. And that's how you'll communicate when on board. So you can call the people, you can text, you can do all that. Now now you can text through the the Disney Cruise Line app, which is nice. But also you can use that Wave phone while on Castaway now. It was kind of a hassle before. It stressed me out a little bit, when, especially when Riley was littler, that we'd leave her at Scuttles Cove, go to 
you know, the adult beach or, or wherever. And he kind of just had to come check back in. But I was afraid that if she wanted to leave, you know, they couldn't get a hold of me. Um, but now that's not the case anymore. Now they fixed that. So it's, it's, a, it's a good addition. Another thing, also, look, Riley's fine. Riley takes care of herself. We took my mom on a cruise one time. And I told her, I said, listen, we're going to go to the Far Family Beach, okay? And we will meet you there. We had something. Oh, I know what it was. Riley had a character meet and greet at the time. So she, we had scheduled her to do the princess meet and greet. But mom wanted to get off and go to the island, right? And I told her exactly where to go. <laughs> she, she went all the way to the adult beach. And I'm like, how in the world did you get this this one split up? Well, here's the thing. You can't communicate. So she had her wave phone. I had my wave phone, but you couldn't use it on the island. And so we went about two and a half hours, and we had lost Nana at Castaway. I'm walking up and down the beach. I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. I, I, this is one of my favorite places on planet Earth, and that's all I'm getting done right now is walking down this beach searching for my mother. And uh, finally found her, and she's like, I just misunderstood. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So, Well, that's back-to-back. -back. I told the story one time about taking my dad to Disney, and we were staying at Kidani, and he just couldn't wrap his head around the fact that um, we were not staying at Jumbo. And so he would take the bus and get off at Jumbo every time and then have to take the shuttle over to Kidani. <laughs> over to Kidani. Um, so maybe I just need to – maybe I need to get those trackers for my parents that Riley wears when she's in the kids club. I think that's what I'll do next time. Just have a tracker, a Nana tracker or Gramps tracker. So, but yeah, look now let them go to Scuttle's Cove. The, 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 the people, the, the cast members are incredible. I mean, they are incredible what they do with these kids and the amount of fun they have. But then when you pick them up, look, there's more to do. There's some shopping on Castaway. I, I've got quite a few Castaway specific items whether it be hats or visors or shirts but uh, i've got a few different hawaiian shirts which i really like um from there magnets ornaments you can get all that stuff there so it's there and also look don't freak out if you pack for your disney cruise you get on board and you go oh my gosh i forgot sandals you can buy them on the ship you can buy them on castaway like they have all that stuff for you so but whenever you pick up your little one from skulls and you're you've you've Full, you're filled your belly at uh, Serenity Bay with steak and, and drinks. You laid in the water. You relaxed. Uh, but you know what? You just are missing your friends. The one thing you've got to do is check your personal navigator on the app and see what times you can meet characters because that's one of the best things. Those photos with the characters behind you, whether it be Daisy or Jack Sparrow or Mickey, one of my favorite ones is Goofy. I love the Goofy photo. You have the ship behind uh, you and Goofy and everybody. It's it's just the absolute best. So make sure to check that navigator. It's it's your it's your guide. Katie's bummed because they don't they don't put the paper navigators in the rooms anymore like they used to. Used to be that was her jam every night. She would get back and she would get her highlighter out as I'm ordering room service because that's what you should be doing. And she would highlight her navigator to kind of tell her, eh, we're going to do this, this time, and this. Oh, I'm going to go to this class, you know, to learn to fold towels and all that. Now it's on the app. It's on the app, so you can check it there. You can still get a paper navigator, at least you could, uh, last time I sailed, if you just go ask for one. So I'm sure they still they still print them out. Um, but make sure to meet those characters. So plan that. Plan that in your day. And then also, look, 
who goes on a cruise to do anything else but eat? And the great thing about Castaway is the lunch on Castaway is included. It is, it is not an additional charge. So you can go to a couple different places. Cookies Barbecue, that's where I always go. Um, Serenity Bay Barbecue, Cookies 2 Barbecue, they're all right there, and you can have a fantastic lunch. It's got burgers, hot dogs, ribs. Like I said, the ribeye steak is out at, out at Serenity Bay Barbecue. Um, chicken, fish, corn on the cob. They got potato salad, some breads, coleslaw. Um, the crisps and couscous are actually pretty good. There's a veggie burger. If, if you don't eat meat, you can request a veggie burger, but they don't they don't keep them out. So you have to kind of let them know uh, the night before you get to Castaway. Just let your server know, your serving team know, and they'll make sure they have a veggie burger on the island ready for you. Um, and lunch, look, anytime between 1130 and 2, you can go eat lunch. You don't have to have a reservation. You don't have to have anything. You can just go at your leisure, get in line, get as much or as little food as you want. If you want three burgers, get three burgers. It's great. It's fantastic. So that's another great part of your day. Um, the other thing I really like, a lot of times I don't eat lunch lunch there because they have a fresh fruit bar. Oh, my goodness. I mean, here's the thing. The poor guy stands there and just peels fruit all day long. I get frustrated if I have to cut the tops off strawberries here at home sometimes. Um, I prefer if I could just buy them with the tops already cut off. You know, That's why I like blueberries and grapes so much because you don't have to do anything. That's why blueberries are the perfect fruit. You can just grab a handful. It's almost like you know eating chips. You just grab a handful, shove them in. They're great. Um, also, look, kids, all the ice cream you can eat. All the ice cream you can eat. It's it's really fantastic. Of course, I mentioned there's bars uh, that you can go and, and get. You've got the sandbar, the conked out bar, heads up bar, castaway air bar. As you can tell, I have frequented many of these uh, when I'm there. And of course, I mentioned earlier. The non-alcoholic smoothies, they have the summertime freeze. You can go get those non-alcoholic smoothies. But they do cocktails there, too. So if you do want a blended drink, they can add uh, alcohol to it. So, so don't do not do that. Um, I will tell you this. Full disclosure, I've never done a port adventure at Castaway Key. I don't see the point in it. I just don't. There's already enough to do. But if that's your jam, if that's what you want to do, I mean, they've got all kinds of glass-bottom boat, parasailing, uh, fishing, you can, of course, uh, rent bicycles. Um, you can feed stingrays. Th there's tons to do. That's all stuff that you can plan well before you ever board the ship. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary on Castaway. Other islands, yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's worth it. But Castaway, I just don't think in the short amount of time you're there, designated two hours for something else that you could have done at Nassau or one of the islands you're going to visit, I just don't I don't think it's worth it. I, I really, really don't. Um, I will tell you this. There are cabanas that you, can, that you can get. We were very fortunate. My good buddy Rick Reagan, who Rick right now, let me give Rick a shout out. Rick, for those of you who don't know, is one of the head ice makers for the Olympics. So when you get ready to watch the Olympics on Friday and you see all the ice skating and, and speed skating and hockey and what, you know all the other stuff they do, Rick is in China right now making the ice. I mean, what a cool what a cool gig. So, I'm super proud of you, buddy. I miss you. You're not home, you know, normally when I'm in Orlando, I stop and see you or we you know, we we get together. But I'm sure that uh 
I'm sure that you're having a blast, and I'm, I know Corey's ready to have you back home too. So enjoy it while you're there, and then uh, I'll be looking for you on TV. Let's talk a little bit about leaving the island because now we've had a great day. You've enjoyed everything that Castaway has. Um, you know, you've rented a bike and explored the backside of the island. You know, you've you've gone in Serenity Bay. You've eaten, and now you and the little ones are packing up your stuff and and you're getting ready to to leave. The one thing that I really, really, really think is fun um, is you can send a uh, castaway key postcard to yourself or to someone else. Now, let me tell you this. It, it, the post office is never open there. Like it's, no, it's, it's more of a facade. But if you bring um, some like dollar bills, it won't take your key to the world card here. So you can either buy stamps beforehand and bring them. Or you can bring some dollar bills and purchase the stamps at guest services on board, right? Uh, you you can then mail a postcard there at Castaway, either back home. And the cool part is it'll have the you know the Castaway stamp whenever it gets back to you. All that. So stop and do that. Also, stop and take those final pictures. Embrace the day. Enjoy it. You just created memories that will last a lifetime with the people you love the most. In one of the most beautiful places on earth. So enjoy it. Take those final pictures. Take in the scenery. And my biggest thing with Castaway Guys is as much as you enjoy the island throughout the day and whether it be beverages and all that, make sure to clean up after yourselves. Let's make it as easy as possible on, on these, these amazing uh, locals that are, that are turning this island around for the next guest. You know, it's the same as in the Disney parks. I Gosh, I hate when I see someone in the Disney parks just drop something. Look, there's, a, there's a trash can every 18 feet. I mean, it's right there. So make sure to keep this island as beautiful as it is. Look, we've got some amazing stuff coming. The Disney Wish is coming. We're getting a second private island. Are you kidding me? I cannot wait for the second private island. Now, we'll tell you this. Knock on wood. It's never happened to me. But every now and then, I think this would be, if you want to see me cry, this would be one time I'd do it. Every now and then, if there's bad weather, they can't dock at Castaway. And so it's it's you got to prepare yourself for that. If you're looking, the captain he he tries and tries and tries, but if it's not safe, and if the sea's too rocky, then there's times that he just is not going to be able to dock, and um, sometimes they'll have to cancel that stuff. But look, 99 percent of the time he's going to be able to dock. You're going to be able to get off. You're going to be able to enjoy this beautiful island that was once homes to pirates, homes to drug lords, homes to. Uh, uh, People escaping the Revolutionary War, you know, creating their new way of life and civilization there on, on Gorda Key, and then home to the Disney Company when they took it over, and then home to you for that perfect day, that amazing day at Castaway Key. And that's a history that I think is extremely fun to learn about, the fact that you're walking where pirates walked. These drug lords had control, a very dark time in, you know, Castaway Key history. But now there's nothing dark about it. It's beautiful, bright, amazing blue waters, sunshine, wind in your hair, drink in your hand, and memories with those you love. And that's why Castaway Key for me and Disney Cruise Line is Disney at its absolute best. Because it provides you with something you cannot get anywhere else in the world. And you get to do that with those people that you love. So if you've never been on a Disney cruise, and you've always wanted to be at Castaway, I highly recommend it. 
I highly recommend it. Guys, I know it's expensive. I know. Trust me. Of all people, I know what the cost is. But save for it. Make this a Disney bucket list item for you. Make it something that you want to do with the family. You know, whether it's two, three, four, five years down the road. Just start putting back a little bit because it is such an experience if you're a Disney fan. And I hope that each and every one of you uh, sails on Disney Cruise Line. And if you sailed with them, whether you're a, you know, a, a silver, a gold, or a platinum Castaway Club member, that you'll continue to sail with them and continue to support the cruise lines. Because although we've seen the parks reopen, you know, we've seen people come back to work, the cruise lines are a step behind. They're just now getting those, getting those uh, uh, engines running again. You know, it's just now getting those people back on board. And man, once they get full steam, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoyed this look into Castaway Key, the history of Castaway Key. I hope you're not too tired of my voice right now. I'm almost tired of my own voice. I miss the guys. I miss them. But next week they will be back, and we have a very special guest next week as well. But I mentioned special guest, and look, I know you're tired of hearing my voice. So I am going to throw to an interview I did a little bit earlier with someone who knows Disney Cruise Line just as well as me. Enjoy. Just like I promised you earlier in the episode, I promised I would bring a Disney Cruise Line expert on to chat a little bit about Castaway Key uh, and, and many of the things it offers for other experts like this. And I am uh, proud to be joined by my daughter, who has made a few appearances on the show over the years, uh, Riley. Riley, you've got quite a bit of experience with Castaway Key. You have been on the island seven different times um, if I'm counting correctly, and your next Disney cruise, you will be a platinum cruiser, which is huge for those of you who don't know. Platinum cruisers are when you do uh, more than ten sailings with Disney Cruise Line. So, Riley, you have been just to give some people some backstory. You have been on a Southern Caribbean, you've been on a Panama Canal, you've been on a transatlantic. Um, but I think one of your favorite destinations, even though you've kind of been all over the world with Disney Cruise Line is Castaway Key. So Riley, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for, for coming and joining me. I was a little lonely tonight, just, you know, me all by myself, but you came on. Riley, talking about Castaway, what are some of your favorite things that you remember? Now, it's been a little bit since we've been on the island with COVID and sailing. Uh, we used to do two sailings pretty much a year, and uh, it's actually been, oh man, I think almost three years, bud, since we've been on the island. And so it's been a little bit for you, but uh, we are planning to go back, you know, as soon as possible. Um, tell me a little bit about Scuttles Cove, because I know the kids club there you really enjoy. Well, we used to dump buckets of water on the um, cast members' heads. Yeah, that's fun. And we, I like to play in the sand all the time. Yeah, so whenever we would drop you off there, that's one of those things that you would stay for a couple hours. We'd always put sunscreen on you, um, and then we'd come back and check on you. But I remember coming to check on you, and you wouldn't really want to leave. You were having so much fun. Yeah, I really like playing in the sand, and I never wanted to leave the sand. Yeah, well, what's some of the other favorite things you enjoy about Castaway is being a kid? Um, I really liked the water park Pelican Plunge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me a little bit about it. 
Um, so one of the water park places, um, you, you, you would go and you would like have to like climb up this rope and then you could like, like jump into the water or go down the slides. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, right? Um, is there anything else you really enjoyed about the island? Um, I really liked snorkeling. Oh, tell me about snorkeling. Um, I remember that I used to like lay on your back and we would um just and I would just stick my head in the water. Yeah, did you ever see anything fun while we snorkeled? Um you would see like little Disney characters. Yeah, like under the water, right? All kinds of hidden stuff. Um was there anything else you really enjoyed about Castaway that you can remember? I liked the dance parties. Okay. So what did they do at the dance parties? So characters would come, and you would um, dance with the characters to music. Yeah, that was always fun. I think one of the best things, too, about the kids' clubs, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, is the fact that you would make friends when on the ship in the kids' clubs, and then once you went on the island, you kind of had your friends to play with there. Yeah. Very, very cool. Is there anything else you can think of Castaway? I know we enjoy eating. Um, the nice part about Scuttle's Cove, too, is whenever we drop you off, we knew you were safe. You were with good uh, the counselors, and, and you were secure. And it gave Mom and Dad a chance to kind of go and maybe do some of the adult things on the island, which is always fun. Um, you're getting a little older now. Scuttle's Cove is only uh, available for ages 3 through 10. Um, and, of course, if you're on the younger side of that, you have to be potty trained to, to enter Scuttle's Cove. But outside of Scuttle's Cove and outside of doing Pelican Plunge and playing in the ocean, was there anything else that you uh, maybe enjoyed that you want to talk a little bit about? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, are you excited to go back to Castaway at some time? Yes. Do we, should we go sooner or later? Soon. Soon. Okay. I'll work. I'll work on that. All right. But we do have our trip. I was showing you earlier. We do have our DDP cruise on Royal Caribbean this uh, this year. And I was showing you on not only the ship, the Independence of the Sea, but I was also showing you Perfect Day at Coco Cay. And I know you love Castaway, but that looks like a lot of fun too. Something about that you're looking forward to after we watch the YouTube video. What is it? I really like the look of the water slides. The water slides, zip lining, all kinds of stuff, right? Awesome. Well, buddy, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, checking in with everybody. Other than that, how are things? Everything going good at school? Letting everybody know how you've been? Yeah, I've got all A's and B's in my report card. Oh, you're so smart. You get it from, from, from your mom. You don't get it from me. You, you're the genius kid. All right, kiddo. Well, I love you very much. Thank you for coming and keeping me company and talking a little bit about mine and yours favorite thing, and that's Castaway Key. We love it there. Uh, tell everybody bye, and, uh, and we'll take it to the next part of the show. Bye. Thanks, buddy. That was my beautiful daughter, Riley. I love her so much. She, you talk about a kid that knows the insides and outs of the cruise, uh, Disney Cruise Line. She's been on all four ships. She's done multiple ports, Panama Canal, Transatlantic. But she knows the kids' clubs better than me. And to hear her talk glowingly, about how great they are and how glowingly about doing the snorkeling. And those are the things that, you know, she remembers. And those are the things that has stayed in that, that brain for, uh, for years and years and years. So um, it just shows you that memories and traveling, uh, it'll never be a disappointment. It, it really won't. It really, really won't be a disappointment. So here, here's where I'm in a dilemma, guys. I've never done a transition to Picks of the Week. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, Let's do some picks of the week. 
Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right. I tell you what, um, I'm going to pick a few this week because it's just me. And I look, the whole reason I did this episode tonight was because of one picture. And it was from my good buddy, Dan Rossi, who was on Castaway today. And he said, man, I've missed Castaway Key. And uh, it's him and his little one. And they are right there where I was talking about. It looks like they did the walk instead of doing the, the tram. And they're taking that picture. He's already got a new ice cream cone. I mean, like he's, he's rocking the ice cream cones already. And so that is fantastic. I'm so glad. You had an amazing, amazing uh, trip, and I know you've still got a couple more days, so really, really excited for you. Uh, my next pick's going to Michael Taylor, and it's a bunch of picks because, one, happy birthday, buddy. Um, happy, happy birthday. You celebrated at the happiest place on earth. I know you had um, dinner with Dave and, and Ben Waldman, and and looks like you had a really good time, but you've put up some great pictures, and I just got to say thank you so much. You know, He, he allowed us, uh, Way With Me Travel, to be a part of planning his trip and we really appreciate you supporting a small business and, and letting us be a part of your Disney vacation, too. And, uh, man, I just, I, I'm just i so happy for you. Build a lightsaber. Dude, you rocked it out. Absolutely rocked it out, man. Love seeing it. Absolutely love seeing all the pictures. So, so good. So, so good. Um, also, I got to give a, a pick of the week, too. Look, Rachel Odegaard, my good buddy, my brother, Jay, is down in Hilton Head, and I get a text that says... Uh, just got out of surgery. I'm like, what in the world? What are you talking about, man? And I find out that the poor guy had to uh, had to go to the ER, and um, he needed to uh, have surgery, emergency surgery. He's doing great. He's doing fantastic. Um, but they uh, they were in Hilton Head, and also I have to say the photo, the videos that they put up of enjoying the pool area. And enjoying that Hilton Head Resort. That Hilton Head Resort is great. It's really, really nice. So if you have want a beach vacation that is also a little Disney flair to it, I can't recommend it enough. Like the cast members there. I mean, Rachel said it perfectly. Just how great the cast members are there. So although I hated to hear that my good buddy was not feeling well, um, I'm super happy that they had a good vacation. You know, uh, minus that. But it looked like it was a lot of fun. So really, really nice, Rach. I really appreciate it. Um, there's a ton more guys, but look, it's getting late. I know you're tired of hearing my voice. And so I'm going to start to close this up. If you haven't done it, go right now, Facebook, right below. You can click that link right there. Go and join us. Disney has podcast family on Facebook. Um, if you want to support the show, we have an amazing patron family, uh, get access to private Facebook group, the special portions of shows, early access to shows. If, if you do a higher tier, um, there's multiple tiers you can choose from. Um, you get access to video of the show, of the patron show. Lots and lots of fun there. Um, and lots of interaction over on that on that the the patron Facebook page as well. Uh, so really, really uh, really, really appreciate you guys supporting us with that. And also I added something new with that that if you want to pay up front for the year, it actually saves you 15%. So you pretty much get like two months for free added on that. So um, we appreciate you doing that. That's why we don't have commercials, guys. Uh, we had commercials for a while, but it can be expensive to do podcasting and to do it the right way. Expensive mics, you know, uh, software, and, and of course, you have to pay for the space to, to put this out each and every week. Um, you can find us on all the great spots, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeart, Radio, Amazon. I mean, we're everywhere, but it costs money to do that. So that's uh, that really helps us to support the show without having to bring in advertisers. 
actually was uh, approached by Manscaped uh, for them to come on as an advertiser for our show, and I, I turned them down because um, I didn't want to, I, one. I didn't know how I'd fit that in to the show, and two, I mean, eh, we just don't want advertisers. We just think it's more fun to keep it strictly Disney. So we appreciate you guys. Um, and last but not least, if you're wanting to do a Disney cruise, if you're wanting to go to Walt Disney World, if you're wanting to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise, go on the DDP trip. Guys, get a hold of me. Support a small business. Get a hold of me. Show at awaywithmetravel.com. Show at awaywithmetravel.com. And we will send you quotes, complimentary quotes, that uh, you can look through, and then we get to work together. You and I. I just had a meeting tonight with uh, my good buddy Larry. Him and his family are heading down to the parks, and we had a meeting, and man, we were, <laughs> I, I'm as excited as they are. Because this is a whole planning process. We get to do this together. And I know what you have to look forward to. You know, whenever we plan a Disney cruise, I know what you have to look forward to. And I, you know, those tips and tricks. And also, you know, we take care of the, the headaches so you don't have to. So, look, guys, it's complimentary. You're supporting a small business instead of putting the money back into Disney's pocket. So we appreciate you uh, very, very much with that. So with that said, uh, Disney Dad's patron family, stick around. It is just going to be me again. Uh, but we are going to talk some Disney news because there's quite a few new things going on in Walt Disney World right now that I want to chat about um, and maybe get your all's opinion on after the show drops uh, so I can see where you guys stand with them. So stick around. You're up next. And for everyone else, I hope you have an incredible, incredible week. Keep it Disney, guys. Keep it positive. Make someone smile. Spread some Disney magic. Spread some cheer. Throw my three hosts some love that, that next week they're here with me because, man... That's a lot of talking. I miss them. I miss going back and forth with them. But it was fun to go back and forth with you guys tonight, and I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, guys, I will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. dads we want to say thank you we hope you find a little magic in your life every day spread some disney love and keep moving forward and they all lived happily ever after each of us has a dream a heart's desire it calls to us and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.